From CBC Radio, this is Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Today's show, Seduction. Allow me to take this cell phone of yours and drop it into my martini glass. Let's have no interruptions, shall we? This is time for me and you, but mainly you, you and your pleasure. Now I feel I must warn you that in all the sensual tumult, you may forget to breathe, but you mustn't. For if you forget to breathe, you will die, and that will be the end of your pleasure. So please remember, breathe in and breathe out. We are in my drawing room, and you are seated on the divan. You are slightly drunk on the Oste Spamante you had several Dixie Cups of at the performance art show where we met hours earlier. In the instant that our eyes met, there was a connection, a sensual, sexual connection, the kind of thing that Barry White and, in some instances, Joe Cocker sang of. Almost immediately, we left the show together, hopped in a cab and arrived at my velour wallpapered manse, where we now rest. We get up from where we're seated and do a kind of drunken salsa dance. You grab onto my suspenders and give them a playful snap. As my lips touch your lips, you swoon backwards into the corduroy beanbag chair in the corner of the room. You feel opiated, as though someone is ladling a thick cherry sauce over your head. You do not want to succumb to the power. Not yet. So you pull yourself to your knees and crawl along the linoleum tiles of my floor, all the way to the saucer of spumoni ice cream I have set forth for you to lap from. You will be my little jungle cat, a fierce beast that I shall domesticate with my various ointments. Now hold on a moment. Before I lift your weary, love-starved self and lay you down upon my king-sized waterbed, I ask you to please pass me the ostrich feather that I keep in the umbrella stand. It's a gift playing flight of the bumblebees on a human marimba. You beg for a reprieve from the sensual hurricane I have unleashed upon you. Realizing that perhaps your heart can take no more, I begin my interpretive dance, a carnal hoedown that, with its swirling of the hips, invokes the impish spirit of the Norse god Loki. Watching me, you feel as though you are wrapped from head to toe in a maple syrup-soaked feather boa. It is then, as you slide dangerously close to the edge of consciousness, that I set loose Chico, my pet ferret. In the service to your pleasure, I have trained him to scurry across your back, his paws dripping with tiger balm. That's it, Chico. Work your magic. Let the tiger balm soak through to the bone. Careful, Chico. Pace yourself. Work slowly, my little friend. No, Chico. Calm yourself. Watch the candelabra. Careful. Careful now. Don't leap upon the curtains, you naughty boy. There is work to be done. Sensual, seductive work. The work of glorious amor. That's my conscious and cream incense at you. Mm-hmm. 
you know, almost you know, we we spend almost every day together. I mean, it's it's just a lot of a lot of together time, a lot of together time. Well, that's that's fantastic. It's that's fantastic. Fabulous, fabulous time. Okay, I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, a beautiful relationship is, is is a thing of beauty. You know, mm -hmm. um, she's always over here. We make soup. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know you love soup. A delicious soup. Sometimes a, a kind of a thin, watery soup. Sometimes more of a thick potage. You know what I mean? Well, this is great. I mean, soup is very important to you, and and she seems to understand that. That's so things so things are great. Things are bloody well great. I don't know where I am. I'm dizzy with pleasure. Well, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I, I you know I don't know why you, you you seem to have a hard time believing that, but it's true. I no, I I, I don't have a hard time. I think, yeah, I think you, keep, you keep repeating it. Uh, you know, I already answered. I mean, I already told you what it's like. And you keep saying, "Well, it sounds fantastic," as if as if somehow it's not convincing enough for you. I mean, what do I what do I have to say? I, I mean, it's not. Josh, you're getting defensive for no reason. I'm just I'm a friend who's just being happy for you. That's all. But you're not just being happy for me. You, you keep saying it must be wonderful, must be wonderful, even though I already described everything to you, how, how good things are, and you keep saying, "Well, that must be wonderful," as if as if you, as if it's not true, but. I believe you. I don't know why you would... I don't know Look, why... Uh, John, I'm not going to lie to you. I am absolutely miserable. I am... What are you talking about? You were what? just talking... You were making soup? You're happy? You were just accusing me of doubting your happiness. Well, <sighs> happiness. Isn't that just a word people use to describe an emotional state of misery? I mean, can we, can we at least agree on that? John, people are not meant to, to, to hunker down with another person for the rest of their life. You know, we're not so snow geese or whatever. We're people with, with, with needs. And, and are snow geese monogamous? And I think so. I didn't know that. Or swans, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So you're saying is that now that you've you've caught your prey, you're 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 experiencing some kind of ennui or something? I I have very strong feelings for Chrissy. She's she's a wonderful woman. It's just I I feel like an essential part of my beinghood has been just ripped out of me. I'm officially off the market, and why? It's just it's 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 a it's a state that is unnatural for me. Have you, look, what's the point? Let me ask you a question. Okay, can you can you answer me honestly? Mm -hmm. Do you go to parties? Yeah, I, I go to I go to parties sometimes. Sure. You go to parties? Yeah. yeah. Have a little Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Little maybe a Trisket with some some brie on top. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I don't go to parties. Okay. Do you know why I don't go to parties? Why is that? Because there's absolutely no point. For me, the only reason mm -hmm. to go to parties is to meet women. Is the only reason. And now that that is no longer an option for me. I, I, I'd, be I'd be wandering through a party. Why would I talk to any of these people? I mean, you can go to a party. You can meet an, a, a new and interesting person. You know, they potentially could become friends with. What are you talking? Have, Have you an interesting conversation. conversation? Have you ever had a conversation at a party that that actually meant anything? That you learned something about the world? Uh, hi. Yeah. Hey. Look. Try the meatballs. They're really good. So you're a producer of film. Yeah, that's great. What are you working? Oh yeah, a documentary about snow geese. Great. That's super. I'm dead inside. You understand? I don't want to talk about it. I don't care. I want to pick up women. And if I don't pick up women, there's no point in talking to people. Why is that so hard for you to understand? I don't even, John, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to leave the house. Everything that gave my life a, a thrilling tinge, 
has now been sucked out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm a husk. But, I mean, it wasn't like, it, it, you know, what? the way I recall it, you, you weren't kind of like a, what? you know, a very dating Casanova-ish kind of guy before. You know, the problem is that, I, I mean, and I say this with, with affection, is that you're not sophisticated enough to understand what I'm telling you. Mm. It's not about conquest as such. It's mm. about the thrill of seduction, of flirtation, of coaxing interest out of a woman. Uh, let me tell you a word, okay? Probability, mm. right? I don't deal in probability. I deal in possibility. It's all about the unknown. I could be walking around in St. Henry, and all of a sudden, I, you know, I meet someone at the grocery store. She's, she's, she's picking up a roast. I'm looking at the roast, and I say, hey, that's a nice rump roast, and she, and she and we sort of banter. Do you understand know what I'm saying? It is not probable mm -hmm. that that will happen, but it is possible. And it's that possibility that keeps me going. And without that possibility, I am no man. See, the problem with you is it's all about, you know, your, your broad sitcom ideas about seduction. And, you know, you're more like an adolescent boy. I'm a man. Mm -hmm. It's about subtlety. It's about very fleeting signals. Picked. It, it could be the, the flutter of an eyelash or, or, or the sweat of my palms. The flutter you know of your eyelash? You flutter your eyelashes? John, you don't understand, okay? I'm, I, I don't understand. I'm very seductive. There's no question about it. Mm -hmm. You're just not subtle enough to pick up on it. Uh, you don't have the, you don't vibrate. I don't know you as a very kind of flirty uh, seducer. Exactly. I don't know you that way. Well, I mean, whose fault is that? It's not my fault. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I guess. I mean, do you doubt me? No, but I mean, uh, I, I must say, though, I'd be curious to see you functioning in that capacity. Do you want, do you want to try out some scenarios? In which, you know, like, you would, you would sort of seduce me, and we'd see what that feels like. Because, I mean, it's something that you, you say you're missing, right? You're, you're missing the art of seduction, so this would give you a chance to, you know, trot some of those moves out, and it would give me a chance to see what you're like in that capacity. I guess, I'd, I'd yeah. enjoy that, yeah? I mean, I guess. I mean, I, you know, if you can handle it, I don't know if you, if you would understand where I'm coming from, but... Well, let's give it a try. All right. All right, uh, I'll just throw some, uh, some scenarios uh, at you, and uh, we'll sort of role-play our way through them. What do you say? I let's say uh, I'm sitting in a cafeteria and I'm eating a uh, I'm eating a plate of beans mm -hmm. and um, here you, and and enter Josh here you come right so uh, eating beans yeah I'm I'm eating beans all right and now see at this point John I would have to I would have to insinuate myself into your little world there right mm -hmm. and I would just you know so uh, how long have you been eating beans. Uh, like just today or in general? What's your name? Amy. Amy, eh? What, um, what kind of beans do you like? Oh, I like all kinds of beans. Fava beans, white beans, black beans, mixed beans, baked beans. Yeah. You like all kinds of beans, eh? Mm -hmm. You ever tried a human bean? You see, John, if you were the, if you were the person I was actually speaking with, mm -hmm. she would let out probably a girlish giggle at this point. Like tee-hee kind of thing? Yeah. And give me the look, you know what I mean? That, that look, like, uh, I'm listening. Okay, you're kind of cute. Why don't, why don't you sit down with me? It's not a porno. See, for you, it's all about the S-E-X. What did you say? I said, for you, it's all about the S-E-X. Oh, I gotcha. It ain't like that for me. 
the beans, enough with the beans. I mean, I, you know, I actually have tried to pick up women on beans before, but, but let's just say, let's just take the, the class. Let's just use a gym. How about mm-hmm. that? Okay. Right? A gymnasium. You're using the, uh, one of those, um, you know, weightlifting machine things. Mm-hmm. I just go over and I would say, um, so, uh, sweating, eh? Working up a sweat. Do, do, am I supposed to respond to that? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm exercising, sure. Yeah. Sweating. Yeah, you uh, see, so oh, yeah, you're sweating, eh? Um, you sweat a lot? Um, I mean, I guess average. I'm an average sweater, I suppose, when I'm exercising. There's nothing about you that's average. I can tell that from the start. That That's good. That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a whole other side of you. Okay. Yeah, All right. I mean, uh, you know, this is, this is how it's got to play the game. What's your name, Sweathawk? My name is Donna. Donna, eh? Donna. You know what Donna means in Italian. Donna means woman. In fact, Donna, have you ever heard the song by Zucchero, which means sugar? Senza rundona. Without a woman. And without a woman, I am nowhere, Donna. But I'm somewhere now. I'm with Donna. You work out a lot? Keep yourself fit? I try to. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you succeed. You know what I'm saying? I like what I see, Donna. You know, Josh. Frankly, I, uh, I can't. Um, I don't. I, what's your success rate with 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 the, with these lines? That's uh, well. I mean, obviously, it's a complicated question, right? Mm-hmm. It's not very good, is it? Mm, short answer, no. Long answer, mm, no. How did you meet Chrissy? You know, see, the thing with Chrissy, it's all about unintended consequences, right? I, I tried this, you know, one of my spiels on her, and, mm-hmm. and she um, she just couldn't stop laughing. She thought I was the funniest guy around. I, I was trying to be serious. Well, what did, what did you say to her? Um, eating bacon, huh? She was eating bacon? Yeah. She's eating bacon. That's mm-hmm. what you talk about. You, you deal with the facts on the ground. She, she was just laughing and laughing. And it turns out, well, like, the thing she wants in a, in a man, the most, things she, she admires is a sense of humor. She thinks I'm the funniest guy around. Well, you know, I mean, then, then Josh, I mean, I mean, it sounds to me like Chrissy is a real keeper. She's great. I mean, she's, she's great. I mean, in a way, being in a long-term relationship is like a sort of ongoing daily seduction. You know, the greater challenge, Josh, yeah. might, be, might be actually, you know, continuing to seduce someone that you already know. Huh. I, it's hmm, an interesting concept. I hadn't really thought of it that way before. So instead of, so just kind of sequentially doing it repeatedly with, with someone you care about instead of, you know, random people. I think that might be something I could do because I could I can introduce myself to her every night. I mean, just think about all the different foods, you know, all the different foods of the rainbow that she will be eating and all of the different opportunities for seduction. A new food stuff. Hey, um, eating yams, eh? That's cool. So, uh, eating refried pinto beans, eh? What's your name? Yeah? Eating black beans? Yeah. Black beans singing in the dead of night. Take these broken eyes and learn to see. What's your name? Ah. 
Hello? Hi, Mom. Yeah? It's it's Jonathan. Jonathan, what's the matter? No, nothing. Um, I wanted to ask you. What? We're doing a show this week, which is all about seduction. Hmm. And um, when you and Dad first met, mm-hmm. who seduced who? I think I did. I liked him. He was attractive. He smelled good. He looked good. He was really nice. Where was it that you first met? The Pocono Mountains Tournament. It was a resort. And and so and so, what was your technique for trying to seduce him? I don't know. I used to know how what to do. Now I don't remember these things. I'm old already. But I was young. I used to know what to do. Is Dad at home? Yeah, he's here. Do you want to ask him to pick up? Maybe I'll maybe I'll ask him. Maybe he'll remember. Okay. Buzz, pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, Dad. Hi. Hi, how you doing? All right, Johnny. I was just talking with Mom about um, about when you guys met. Yeah. And I was curious, who was more of the seducer and who was the seduced between the two? I would say it was more your mother. She was chasing me. I wasn't chasing you. <laughs> well, she, she did it in very subtle ways. You know what I mean? N- no, like how? I'll give you an idea. Uh, one night, uh, I was going to have a party with my friend Ira. We had a few girls. And this is up in the uh, Pocono Mountains. That's right. At the, at the resort that you guys were staying. And we were going to have a good old-fashioned ball. We had these girls. Uh-huh. And uh, all of a sudden, the cops come and tell us we're making too much noise, and we had to break it up and <laughs> cut it out. And we, I found out later, your mother admitted that she was the one that called the cops to break up the party. She she called the cops to your hotel room. Yeah, it was like the like, they were like the grounds cops, you know, the security police, hotel security. She was very uh, she was pragmatic, you know, distract me, it ruined my night. Sending security over to your hotel room was a form of seduction for her. You think? Well, that that was her method of seduction. Do, do you think that's what it was, Mom? Yeah, I didn't want him having a good time. What does he need parties for? I never had anybody do that before. It was very clever. So you respected it for its cleverness? Oh, yeah. It worked because then I, I got, you know, I, we got to seeing each other after that. We became regular dinner dates in the evening, and before, after a while, I, I liked her. And, Dad, how did you seduce Mom? I had to prove to her that I was, uh, there were many aspects of me that were very, very uh, attractive, and I had to sell it. And how did you go about that? What was that? Uh, well, he told me he was a graduate of MIT. Is that true? Yeah. But you're you're not a graduate. Of no. <laughs> well, didn't you figure that that you know that that would be found out? Or I wanted to impress your mother. You know, I wasn't. I wanted to show that I'm I'm not a nobody. You know, and uh, well, you know, I'm an, I'm I'm a hairdresser, but boy, I got all kinds of skills. I'm a very highly educated guy. And I told her a whole story that I went uh, that I told I was an en- I graduated with an engineering degree from MIT. And and you told her this when you had first met? Yeah, she believed it. I, so I never heard this before. So so you told her you were an MIT graduate. And mom, when did you find out this wasn't true? Well, we went out for a weekend to visit his friends, Erwin Schwartz and his wife, and we were talking. And I mentioned that Daddy had graduated MIT, <laughs> and they like looked at each other like I was wacko. And, but that didn't end up kind of like spoiling the deal. You still wanted to get married and everything. No, we were married then. Wait, you 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 kept this up until after you got married? The subject never arose again. So I let it be. I let it. Let, uh, I let dead dogs lie. 
So at the time, saying that you graduated from MIT, that seemed like a fairly seductive thing. For me, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to impress her, and I figured that's the best way to impress her. Because all our friends were C CAs and whatnot, and doctors and whatnot, so I wanted to be uh, also. And, and your job at that time was? Hairdressing. And, and did that work with your mom? No, I wasn't impressed. I just uh, I didn't ask him how come he wasn't working as an engineer. <laughs> so how smart could I have been? <laughs> get married, you're not really in love. You're infatuated. But it's only after you go through a lot of things with this person that you genuinely love them. You don't even know this person you marry. It's a stranger. The looks fade. The attraction fades. But you get to know the person. You live together. You, you share problems together. You share happiness together. It draws you together. So... In a way, it's once all of the, the games of seduction are out of the way. That's right. I mean, there has to be an initial attraction. I don't think, but I think living with the person and getting to know them, that makes you love them. Or hate them, I guess. I don't know. Could go two ways. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. Does Dad still possess any of the seductive qualities that you saw in the very beginning? To me, he's so gorgeous. I love his voice. I love everything about him. Dad? I'm right here. I'm listening. It's wonderful. <laughs> you never knew how lucky you were, right? What do you think of that? First of all, the feeling is mutual. I feel the same way about your mother. And uh, secondly, I find that uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's wonderfully flattering to know that somebody, somebody loves you like that. And, uh, and I also... One how to think of the best of me. Think I'm the smartest guy in the world. Like you were an MIT graduate. Well, it's still it's, I can't lie about these things anymore. But I still want to. I oh look at the look at I finished this crossword puzzle. It's a Thursday grand. Look at this and look what I did here, Dean. And look at that. Oh, what do you say, Mom? I say you're a genius. <laughs> so totally, I'm a genius. You are a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voices you heard in part one of Wiretap were Joshua Carpati and Buzz and Dina Goldstein. Stay tuned for part two of Wiretap after the break.